0: To What the Fertility Season 2. This morning we are so excited to be sitting down and chatting with Kristen, also known as Kiki. She is a three-time IVF warrior, an IVF mom, and the founder of Coaching with KD. She prides herself on being a IVF mindset coach, so super excited to meet this morning and chat and hear all the things. Welcome. I'm so glad to be here. We're so glad to have you. So obviously you're super passionate about IVF, infertility, and I am assuming that that comes with a past, right? So you you went through your own infertility journey?
1: I did. So I started back in 2015 when a lot of people did not talk so publicly about infertility and while I think there are a lot of people who do it under a cloak of secrecy, that was really more the norm back in 2015. Um, We had male factor infertility and unexplained infertility and did our, you know, three rounds of IUIs to start out. And then we're like this, we're in our mid thirties, like let's not waste any time and went straight to IVF. We traveled and commuted to our our clinic. I didn't go to the closest one um, because I believe in the importance of bedside manner and a good reputation. So I wanted to make sure I had a little bit of both. And we ended up doing three years, three, three different rounds of IVF, three different transfers and had three different outcomes. So that's the short version that doesn't include the years and the tiers and the finances. Cause we did pay hundred percent out of pocket and anybody who's listening, who's done it, understands there's so much more behind it.
0: <laughs> we Absolutely. Yeah. Amanda and I were just talking about that personally, like we want to do another IVF, but it's just so expensive and gosh, three years. So, um, obviously I know you said there was different outcomes. So obviously the first one, the first one wasn't the outcome you were looking for. So you right. kept going, is that right?
1: Yeah. So the first one did not work and we went right back into round two immediately and that one did work. So I'm really glad. The one thing we changed was doing genetic testing. And so we got one good embryo out of that batch and that round and did that transfer. And that's our IVF miracle daughter, which is awesome. So then after she was six months, I was like, okay, I'm older. I'm, I'm approaching 40. Like, let's do this. Me and my sisters are all 18 months apart I was like, I can do this chaos. And so we did a sibling (laughs) cycle right away. Like, I stopped nursing and we did the sibling cycle right away. And that's the one that ended up in a miscarriage. So I kind of had all the different outcomes. And I was doing really big, important work. I was busy all the time. I was super successful and I was consumed by my infertility and by IVF. Like every decision I was making was going under this lens of like, how does this impact where, how does this impact IVF and our success? Will this help us or will this hurt us? And I just felt like there had to be a better way. I I don't know about you guys, but I cried every time I was at my clinic, like, On the bed, I was like, because it meant so much to talk to somebody who got it. But as a business person, I knew that there was a hallway filled with a ton of patients waiting. And I was like, the doctors do not have the time to give me the emotional support I need and want. And so when we were done with our, our trying to conceive journey, because we did pay out of pocket, you know, I think a lot of people end either when the funds run out, when the embryos run out or when their like energy runs out and so we sort of hit that point where it was like okay, we're done. So once we decided we were done, I decided to stop all of my career stuff and focus on helping the women who were just like me, found themselves in this position, wanting to have a family, grow a family and needed medical intervention. So there I am.
0: done I know that's incredible
2: that you like decided to you know you weren't getting what you needed and so you're like okay well I'm going to then open the door for people to be able to get that same thing that they need then the support yeah
0: yeah and I was looking at your website coaching with Katie and I'm like wow this is very professional and like all uh, of the pieces so that makes a lot of sense that you're doing so you're doing that full time is that right
1: Yes. So this is my full-time job now. So my past history, I lived in New York City before I moved to the South and I worked for travel and leisure and NBC, and I've always done digital advertising, marketing, sales. And so then to be able to use that background to help me is really fun, but it's also with you guys probably knowing doing your own podcast, there's a lot more to it and especially when it's yourself. So I still actually do need some help to do some of that professional background stuff because I really believe my zone of genius is helping women. Ultimately, I'm the safe space. I am the space where you get to show up exactly as you are. There's no more filters. There's no more masks, whether that was, you know, during COVID, a literal mask or like the emotional fake smile mask mask. Like people come to me my whole life have always told me their whole life stories, all their secrets. And so it's really nice to be able to use that natural ability to help in this life stage. Like I said, none of us signed up for this. Yeah,
0: that's so cool. It yeah. is. And I,
1: I don't know if you guys know anything about Enneagrams. Do you, have you done oh, your yeah. I'm an eight.
0: Okay. I'm a four. I'm a four. four, okay.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. So I'm a two wing three. And the two is the helper. And I've always been a helper. Like in high school, I was an EMT and I wanted to go to med school, but then oh, I met biology and chemistry and I was like, <laughs> no, no, not for me. Yeah. So this feels like such a natural progression for me. And the fact that I do have my own experience, like I could be coaching people through anything, but this is really Again, I see it impacting women of all ages and stages and socioeconomic backgrounds and colors and sizes, and it just sucks. So this is where I'm at. This This is is where my heart's at. I
0: love how you explain that because the first thing I saw on your website is like the two-week weight challenge. And I think like, even for Amanda and I probably just personally, and through what the fertility is like, we always get the question, like, what do you, how did you handle this? Like, what do you do? What do you do? And so that's such a helper in you because it is exhausting for you to just constantly share how like tools and tips, but can you kind of talk about that piece of yeah. um, your business? Oh, I would love to.
1: So that's actually the first thing I made. Cause I was like, what is the hardest part? Like, where am I most needed? And then the two week wait is the hardest part. Um, and then for people who then get a positive beta, The two-week wait for ultrasound is the next. So there's actually these two two two-week wait segments. So when people are successful, I tell them to do the challenge again, to keep going. Um, But I decided to create a challenge where every day you get an email with like a prompt for you to do something to help keep you motivated, optimistic, hopeful, busy, because what I found was, and I've done this since 2017, so hundreds of women have done the two week weight challenge. And what happens is usually day one, day two, day three, day four, you're off, You're like, good. this worked, I can't believe it. We made it. Because again, how much work does it take to get to transfer day? So much work. And so um, the optimism and hope is really high. It's up, up way high. But what ends up happening is day five, day six, day seven, you no longer have that external validation, you know, the twinges and the cramps and the things you might feel or not feel, they could actually be a side effect of the progesterone or your period coming or a positive pregnancy. And so you can't even rely on that. And your brain is going like, "Uh "Uh-uh, this had to have failed because that's the way to keep you safe is to protect you from what might come ahead and hurt you. Your brain is never going to proactively be like, it worked, girl. We got this because <laughs> so that's true. not protecting you from any harm. Mm-hmm. So um, the two week way challenge helps you extend your hope and belief because I am on team. Do not pee on a stick.
0: <laughs> I was going to oh, ask Yeah, I like I peed on a hundred. Yeah. This is a very strategic program. I love it. I know.
1: Yeah. So the thing is with peeing on a stick, I'll tell you this. When you get to the point where you want to pee on a stick, it's because you feel so uncomfortable because you have to know. I have to know. I have to know right now. I'll be okay. I'll be okay no matter what. I just have to know this unknowing is what's killing me. Mm-hmm. And what happens is you pee on a stick. And no matter what day it is, whether it's day six or nine or four, don't do it at four. Don't do it at four. do Don't. Oh girl, save, save it your money. At four. Save. I got it positive. <laughs> save your money. But what happens is, even if it's positive at four, then it's still not enough. It needs to get darker. Right. It's not darker. And so it's not enough. And so your brain's still like, oh, I don't know. We'll test again tomorrow. Oh, I don't know. Well, maybe that wasn't first morning urine. So let's do it tonight and let's hold it. Mm-hmm. And so you're going through all of these scenarios to justify and you still don't feel any better. And I honestly believe that you control your cortisol levels and your stress levels by believing and hoping that it worked until you get a more finite answer. The extra roller coaster ups and downs is not good for anybody. And if it's negative, you still don't know because you'll justify with yourself and you'll say, well, it's still too early. Well, it could (laughs) be a late implanter. Well, okay. Let me check the Facebook groups and find out who's had success when you could really be spending the time focusing on what you want and where you want to go and positivity and hopefulness, and maybe that's neutral, like positive thoughts do not equal babies.
0: I've never heard it described any better. That was the best. Like I'm just going to listen to it. I mean, I'm not doing IVF, but if I, you know, if I have another two week wait, that's really, that's so true. I've been through all of that. I've tested really early, like Amanda and I've done exactly what you said.
1: Yeah. So at the end of the day, if you were to think about three months down the road and it works, okay, whether it's that month or a month after, you would probably want to know that you experienced the time in that two week wait, more hopeful than worried. And if it is IVF and you've done a transfer, that embryo is inside you. And we don't necessarily know how long it was still hanging on if it wasn't, if it doesn't work. But how awesome for you to think that that experience you spent feeling hopeful, pregnant, grateful, so glad it's there. I mean, you work so hard for that. And it is that it's a potential. It is still that potential for the life that you want. And so spend as much time until the fat lady sings, like do it. Like, I don't like the term poopo. Have you heard that? Okay. So pregnant otherwise, because that reinforces that the other shoe is going to drop. Right. So like I prefer past. Have you heard that one? No. Okay. That's pregnant and staying pregnant.
0: Ooh, like, I like
2: that.
1: Stay there. Like when you were in college, did you every day think, Oh, I'm in college until I get kicked out or until I fail? No, no, yeah,
0: no. I love your mindset. So are yeah. you, are you like a certified lifestyle coach or life coach that uniquely like meet niches into infertility.
1: I am. That's the best way to put it. Yes. I am a certified life coach, which means I can coach anybody on anything, but man, my heart is in infertility and IVF. And so this is my specialty.
0: Clearly. Okay. I know. Right? Okay. I love it. I feel oh, like I'm God. getting a free therapy set. <laughs> so. Damn, this is
2: amazing. I'm like, okay, I want more. Tell me more. Yeah, Tell I'll us offer. more. Okay.
0: So you work with <laughs> clients. So if we have listeners listening. They're like, wow, she's like very like intuitive. She knows what she's talking about. This is the stuff I want to continue to hear. How does that work with your business? Is it one-on-one coaching? Um, how can listeners find you and kind of get started? How do you even start it?
1: Well, I think the best way to get started is actually to consume all the free stuff, right? Let's start there because infertility and IVF is expensive. And like I said, I paid out of pocket for everything, like 100%. So I understand that. The two-week weight challenge is a free resource. I also do monthly um, trainings on different things related, like when a transfer fails or how to have hope through infertility or triggers during the holidays. So every month I do a free training, come to those, soak those up, listen to those. And then if you're like, I want more, I do one-on-one coaching currently, but I'm actually about to start promoting a brand new group coaching program called um, My Cycle Circle, where it's all women who are doing egg retrievals in the fall. Um, because cool. there's always these cycle buddy groups that happen sort of naturally. And I did those too. Yep. I just also found the faults with them of being managed and run by other hormotional women who are in the spiral and the roller coaster and the ups and downs. And so I want to offer that community aspect where you get that support where you can show up exactly as you are, but have it be managed and curated by me, somebody who is like the analogy I always say is I'm on top of the mountain that you're climbing and I can see what's between you and me. And there will be branches that have fallen down that you have to climb over. You will get scratches and bruises. That, that is just a fact of IVF. And I wish more people knew that going into it, but the difference is that I can say, well, there's this tree. That's this high over here. Or if you take three steps to the left, you can just go over the smaller tree, right? Or almost like rock climbing, like reach a yeah. little bit more to the right. Yeah. Um. So I want to support a group of women going through my Hope Again coaching program, where it helps you fill back up after the burnout, stop yeah. the consumption, and stop the worry and focus on what you're going through. But do it with that group focus where it's all going to be like I'm calling it the circle, my cycle circle, because this is going to be your circle of women that you can turn to for the good and the bad. You can show up exactly as you are. Um, And the one rule is there's no peeing on a stick photos.
0: (laughs) I, I really like that. And I think you identified the biggest issue with them. And I know Amanda could say she was in them as well. I mean, I was in several and you make these really good friends. And then one person either has really good news and everybody's sharing their data. And and if that person was the leader of the group and there's either fails or they start to get bad news, they drop out. And then like, you don't want to share your news. And that's really helpful.
1: Yeah. And listen, I know that because I was in there too, right? Like I made, I made besties out of it. And then all of a sudden poof, one of them is gone because it didn't work and they're done and they canceled their Instagram account. And you're like, oh my gosh, where is this human again yeah. that I've shared everything with? And yeah, so the other thing with the group is sometimes we don't even know what we're thinking. Like it's sort of behind the the focus of what we're looking at in the day and hearing somebody else going through it to say, Hey, uh, how do I even approach, I'm going to a wedding this fall. Like, how do I approach like the bachelorette party and all the questions when I'm with like all my girlfriends, when Susie is not my friend, right? And I don't want Susie to know, but I, everybody else I'm okay talking about it. It's like, you're probably not the only one who's been in that situation. So let's talk about it and recognize that what you're going through, I bet there's 12 other women going through and feeling and thinking about the same thing. So there is so much value in it. But I'm also creating it in a place where if you are not enough space to show up, then don't show up to the call. It's recorded. It's on a private podcast. You can listen when you're ready. You won't miss out. And we will honor you and, you know, respect that decision. Because like you've said, sometimes when you get bad news, it's like you can't even get out of bed. So let's not show up to a coaching call. Like, I get that. That's like the hardest moment. That's when you just have to feel it. So I feel, feel it.
0: Yeah. I feel like everybody listening is like, how do I find this? Okay. So it's all because no. I I would be if I was listening. So your Instagram is where you house most of this that then links into your website. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So if you're listening right now and you want to join in and it's August timing, because it's going to start in September. Um, so again, this is brand new when you're listening to this. But on my website, as soon as you go onto the website, there will be something on the top that promotes saying, are you here for the cycle circle? Um, But I will definitely be promoting on Instagram. So follow me on Instagram. The challenge you should probably put in the show notes because my Instagram is Kristen Dylan Snyder, which
2: is easier than it
1: looks, but we'll just put the link there. Yeah,
2: we'll link it and everything. Don't worry. We'll put it on there so people can easily access it.
1: Yeah. But also I did want to talk about one-on-one coaching is there. That has been what I start. What After the 2 week weight challenge, I did one-on-one coaching and I do it for six months. And I have a program called Hope Again because what I found was if you've done IVF and it doesn't work, like for me, my first round of IVF did not work. I was like, how the hell can I spend $20,000 again and hope that the diff- there's gonna be a different outcome? So that's the foundation of my coaching is trying to help you understand how your brain works and use tools that you can apply to this. But the best part is, You can apply it to anything because even a positive pregnancy does not stop the worry and the doubt. All it does is it means you're now pregnant, (laughs) (laughs) which is great. And which is what you want, but I'm teaching you life skills that you can apply to pregnancy, to birth, to the fourth trimester, to motherhood, to work, to any other challenge in life, because life coaching does, and a positive attitude does not mean that you've a perfect lifestyle. It just means you can handle it a little better. So that's the foundation of all of it. And some people are going to prefer one-on-one. Some people are going to do both. They'll they'll do the cycle sisters and they'll want one-on-one coaching. So it's really that there's options for you no matter what.
0: Yeah. And so the Hope Again program, I hear you say six months. So really people are starting that prior to restarting an IVF cycle. Is that the case? And so you really take them through from like day zero?
1: I wish. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So this is what I found after doing this for four years is most people, by the time they get to IVF, they think this is it. We've made it. This is the big guns. We're getting the doctors. We're paying the big money. This is the answer. I don't need help because this will work next month will work and I'll be fine. I'll be fine in a month or two months when this works. Well, if you've you've probably done this long enough to know that one IVF always takes longer than you think. And IVF doesn't always work on the first try. OK, so what I find is that most people call me the week before their transfer <laughs> because that is the point where they're like, holy cow, I need this to work. I will do anything. Yeah. They're like, give yeah. me
2: anything to help me like
1: get there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the best time to work is literally before you start because I can teach you really helpful tools and strategies so you don't go in with bad habits.
0: And maybe right? those expectations just like you said, like I know I was a freaking mess every time of like I'm going to get 20 follicles and then that it's always is like there's just always wow. unexpectedness in the mm-hmm. process even before you get to the transfer.
1: Yeah. And so ideally it's before you start or like you go to the IVF clinic and you get your calendar and you're you like know you're doing IVF great. I mean, I've had some clients who start with me doing IUIs because they know that if the IUIs don't work, IVF would be next. And they've had really good success because they, we work on the mindset stuff so early Mm -hmm. so they can handle all the ups and downs with IVF better. Um, But I can also work with you. Some of my clients have done seven rounds and then I work with them through round eight and nine and they, it works. Right. And like, I don't talk about I'm not a fertility coach. So I don't talk about success rates with pregnancies. I do believe in the mind body connection. Okay. I do think that when you lower your stress levels, when you are handling the ups and downs better, that it will impact your body and your cortisol levels and your stress hormones and all of that. But really it is about impacting the experience. I want you to be able to look back when you are holding that baby Or when you decide to walk away, because I still also, I got the baby and I walked away because I'm one of five. Like I thought I would have not five, but like at least two. Yeah. And so I also walked away, but I want you to either have the baby and say, I made the best of this and I cherished every moment. Or if you have to walk away because it doesn't work and you try something else, you don't have any regrets.
0: That's so important. I think the three of us, I keep going back to you saying like on top of the mountain and the three of us can see why that's so important because we are all kind of, I mean, Amanda and I are still, we haven't walked away or tried again yet, but it is like the time's going to pass no matter what. And you're going to go through it no matter what, you might as well have a positive experience.
1: Yeah. And you don't have to put like other things on hold, like even professionally, right? Like I was in such a driven professional business where it was like, I always wanted to succeed and get to the next level. Right. And so being able to know that, oh, I can do IVF and I can still do this. Like I have clients who are in very awesome, high powered, very stressful positions, and they're not pausing their career dreams and goals at the same time. Like it actually is possible to do both, but you have to take care of yourself and you have to prioritize your mental well-being. It's not about pressure. It's not about like pushing yourself through like that's not going to work for either side right? You're going to burn out at work or you're going to burn out on the infertility journey and or trying to conceive journey. And so let's give you again, these tools. So you have the energy to keep going. Like I help you keep going. If you want to keep going, like that's when we work together because you're not ready to give up, but you're so burnt out and consumed by it. You're like, there's gotta be a better way. That's why I created what I do.
0: That's awesome.
2: I needed you in 2020. <laughs> I'm like, can I go back in time and hire you,
1: please? <laughs> uh, listen, I wish that was possible too. Um, but when 2020 happened, I literally took, luckily I was already coaching virtually, but I started working with one of the doctors and we did the monthly training. Like that's when I started doing it was with doctors because their clinics were closed right away. Sure. And so it ended up being really helpful, but I, and also you know, we don't have to get into all of the politics, but in the South, the politics is bringing a little bit of PTSD in the level of uncertainty of, will this be okay? Am I safe? What can I do? What can I do? And so I am feeling a little bit of like, we're walking close to like the people who were trying to do a cycle in March and April of 2020, and then got told like, we're sorry, you just spent 7,000 in meds. Yeah. And we can't go forward.
2: Like you my heart quick,
0: Yeah. You quickly realize how, well, number one, none of it's in our control, but you quickly realize like, and we've had podcasts with international guests, which we, we get a better feel of like, you know, the, the, in Europe and in Canada, like you're at the leisure of the clinics. And I feel like in America, we've always been able to just say, this is when we're doing it. This is our control. And 2020 was that perfect example. And even everything that's kind of Coming to the surface now with all the bills and all the policy, it is kind of getting back to that. It's like, are we going to be okay? Yeah, I'm sure that'll that plays a piece into your coaching as well of trying to just calm people down.
1: It does. And that's also been a newer part of my business. Like I'm advocating a lot. So whether that is for fertility coverage, because again, I was somebody who didn't have coverage, um, but had access. And I realized the privilege of that, where that I don't think that it should be limited to people who have access. Um, But then the other thing is, about actually also getting access, whether or not you have the money that's at risk too in some places. So Mm -hmm. I am speaking up because I also know when you are trying to conceive, when you are in this world where everything again is through that lens of, will this hurt me, my chances or help my chances, you probably don't have the capacity to also speak up and advocate and to also educate your friends and family as much. So I do a lot of podcasts on non-fertility related podcasts, on how to support your friend or family member going through infertility
2: I love that
1: because I don't want you to have to keep saying, no, this is what I need. This is what I don't need. Or all of the trigger statements that I cannot believe it is 2023.
0: And people still say, why don't you just get drunk? Yeah. Can you share oh, some of gosh, yeah. listeners? maybe not like just a, a couple, like some trigger stuff that you find with your clients dealing with and how to, to manage that. Well,
1: here's what I will say is um, I will give you the link for the triggers training so that anybody who's listening wants to, they can watch the full training. Okay. Cause that is the best it's 30 minutes. You can even watch it. I think on fast forward. So even faster time period, but get what you need out of that. I had a client who listened to my triggers training in the car with her husband on the way to a cruise. Okay. They went on a cruise for their anniversary and they're so grateful that they listened to the training because they were asked nonstop. Oh, do you have kids? How many kids do you have? Because they were a couple in their thirties and their whole cruise could have been ruined by every poke of, do you have kids? Are your kids at home? How many kids, when are you going to have kids? Why don't you have kids? And instead they had done the training. So they were prepared. So whenever they got the question, they'd look at each other and smile and be like, well, do you want to handle this? Or do you want me to handle this? Or like, we've got it. And it turned into something that could have been so bad. And it flipped the script. And instead it was a way for them to connect and feel like we're on the same team and we've got this and it doesn't matter what other people ask us about. Because honestly, if we're all honest, we probably at some point have asked the wrong question to somebody else in our life. Because before I went through this, I was definitely asking my friends who got married. So when are you going to have kids? Oh, all the time I
0: don't. It's awesome. so funny. And now that I've been on the other side of it, I've even found myself like it's coming out of my mouth and I like bite my tongue. And then I'm like, wait, am I rude? Because they'll ask me if I have kids. And then I don't like pay Anything. Back <laughs> the question and then I'm like, they think I'm not interested, but I am. You not care. Question.
1: Yeah. So we want well, part of the triggering trigger training talks about how people are the best of intentions. Most people you are encountering are not asking you to be like, not like Twitter trolls, right? If they're in-person people, so the best, just to, just don't know better, right? But again, when you are being held together by a band aid to make it through your day by day life, educating that person or handling it the right way, unless you're prepared can feel like it's going to make or break your day. And so planning ahead, which is part of what the triggers training is. And that's part of what we do in coaching is planning ahead for this stuff. So you're trained, you're prepared, you've got it so that it doesn't ruin your day. And it doesn't take you away from focusing on what you really want, which is a baby. And to enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create that you're somehow just not enjoying, even though it looks so good on paper, right? Like, cause you have this want, there's this want there. But everything else looks so great. And so I want you to be prepared for the triggers.
0: Well, talking about preparedness. Okay. I'm going to go listen to that and talk. Like, <laughs> yeah. Preparedness. I saw another free um, offering that you do is like the seven questions for your RE. If you're going in for the first time. And I feel like that's the same thing, being prepared. And I get that question. I think that's my number one question in DMs. What should I ask? Do you have a list? I want to make sure I get the most out of this free console. Yeah
1: can you well, just send ready- them the link then? I mean, yeah. So I got, those now, for sure. I got those questions too, which is why I made it because you, you are both seen that even though everybody's journey to up until infertility and then through infertility is different. We as humans still have a lot of the shared experience, right? And the problem with infertility is it makes us think that we're the only one. And that's not the case. So I noticed through my coaching, the same questions kept coming up. And that's why I talk about triggers. And that's why I talk about hope, right? And also that when you're about to, um, that's why I do the 2 week weight challenge because those were things that kept coming up. And the seven questions I came up with was because you can go in feeling so excited and like they're the pro and listen, but man, the intimidation of a white coat and in that room and the clipboard and the folder with all the pamphlets, it's like, what? So I wanted to help with just some of that preparation. So the way I did it is the way I would want it's the actual questions and the reasoning why, and then it's the questions with space below it. (laughs) So you can sort of read page like one and two before you go to the appointment. And then when you're in the appointment, you can have page three with you so that you have the question. You can write the answers.
0: That's why I love that. Yeah. The amount of times I went in and then my husband would be like, so what'd they say about the question you've been asking for three weeks? I'm like, Oh, I forgot. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, that's so helpful, especially because, like, I feel like you don't know what you don't know. So, like, going to an appointment, especially like that, like, you have no idea what they're about to throw at you. So, having just like questions and being organized and just a space just to write and jot yeah. it down and bring it home to your husband or whoever you're going through this with to kind of just reflect and chat with is perfect. That's really great. Well, and it
1: could be intimidating because you want it so bad, right? It's like you're just going in and be like, whatever it takes, I'll do anything. But but then you get home and then you have all these questions and then you feel like you can't bother them. And then you don't want to be the needy question or patient. So what I always tell people too, is I promise that you are not the worst client or worst patient. Like I promise there's somebody asking more questions than you. Oh, yeah. So, Ask. and also whether insurance is covering or not, you are paying them a lot of money. Part of their job is to take care of you through the process. And part of that means getting your questions answered. And if you go through that meeting, even with my seven questions document, and you might have some more questions, too, just knowing, again, your experience and what got you to where you are, it's okay to ask follow-up questions. I promise most of the doctors that I've worked with that I know of um, are in it because they love helping the people build their families. They're not in it to be like, don't, don't talk to me. I'm busy. Like that's not the, that's not their style. And if you are with a doctor like that, that's when I would suggest maybe looking for other doctors in that clinic or going to a different clinic.
0: That's incredible yeah. guys. So um, from my experience with your website, listeners can go on, it's on your homepage and they just type in their email address. And is that the seven questions template email to them?
1: Yeah. So there's like a prompt on my website for that. Um, or I love talking to people. Like if you're listening to this and you're on Instagram, DM me and be like, I want all the freebies or let's start a conversation. And I can tell you which one, cause I probably have five other freebies. So Like, I can tell you which one I think might be the best place for you to start. I want you to get the support you need. And I recognize that everybody's at a different stage and has different needs. Like, I know people who have gone through IVF and they're like, I didn't need a coach or a therapist or anything where I was boohooing through everything. And I was like, I need all of the
2: support. I want everybody to know. And yes, I'm going through IVF.
0: So it's gonna... <laughs> yeah, so important that you make that difference. Cause I know some people are like, I would, why would, this is so unnecessary. And then others are like, oh, that's a lifeline.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So true.
0: Yeah. One of my clients, she was like, literally
1: Kristen was the life vest I needed, like take the life vest. But I also know people and friends in real life where they're like, look, this is just a part of my day to day. It's not a big deal. And either way Like a lot of my clients know that I say this, I'm probably going to get a coffee mug that says it, but it says, of course. And what I want people to know is of course you feel the way you feel and there's nothing wrong with it. So if you feel like IVF is just a part of your day-to-day, it's just a step that you have to take to grow your family. Great. Wonderful. Go at it. And if you feel like you're going through IVF and it is taking everything out of you and you can barely show up, you don't even recognize yourself anymore. You're like, I'm not the wife I was. I'm not the fun friend I was. I'm not the coworker I was. I'm not the daughter I was or sister. It's okay. Of course you feel that way because of what you're going through. And there's resources and help out there. And I would love to be the one to help you. And if it's not me, there's other people I can recommend you to.
0: I think this route's so much more beneficial. I I kept looking for a therapist, right? After, before I was going to go through IVF, during IVF, and I just never felt like anybody got it. And, you know, a piece of that was likely that they hadn't been through it themselves. And so that's like a huge asset that you carry. But it's also that they didn't study it and they don't, it's not, it's not, it's unique. IVF's unique. Infertility is unique. Oh my goodness. Yeah, this is such a great resource.
1: I'm so glad to hear you say that. I obviously, I truly believe that. Um, I was telling a friend that like at the end of the day, I used to love what I did, right? I had really fun jobs in New York. I loved my life. I used to work in tourism in the South for state of South Carolina, like so freaking fun, right? I love what I do now. I love that what I'm doing is literally helping people through a very hard process milestone through life. And sometimes it's our first challenge, right? Like we went through high school, we were on sports teams and we went through college on sororities. And then we have our boyfriends and get married and like, everything's awesome. And then this is our first challenge and how wonderful to take this challenge to be the, the catalyst that changes you to be able to handle future challenges even better. Like I go to bed with a smile on my face, like every night because of the impact I get to do. On my day-to-day because if i'm not with my ivf miracle daughter i want to be making an impact in the world and this is my way to do it and so that's awesome right that's awesome for the woman who's listening and going through ivf right now and going who can i talk to who understands like hi it's me right <laughs> and it's wonderful for me and my family the journey i went through and the mother i want to be this helps me do both so um it's really i'm so grateful And I look at my IVF, even though it didn't look the way I wanted it to, or my family doesn't necessarily look the way I thought it would. It's amazing. And I love it. And I have no regrets. And I want that for other people too.
0: You were-
2: oh my gosh, I love that so much. That was beautiful. Like we, I took away so much. I know Cat did. I know our listeners are going to 100% jump onto your website because you have such amazing things and so many resources. And I'm so excited that people get to, you know, reach out to you and hopefully work with you one-on-one with coaching. And now your new thing in in September, we're so excited to um, hear all about that once it's out and everything too. you.
1: Yes, me too. Thank you so much. And I'm really so grateful. And Anybody listening, DM me and say, hi, that you heard me through this podcast because I love to hear that and start the conversation.
0: Yes. And we will have your, your um, Instagram tag in the show notes on the podcast on Spotify and Apple. And then we will share it on our Instagram as well. It was incredible meeting you and hearing all that you do.